what is up, everybody? You are listening to Biased. Coming in hot. Coming in tired. <laughs> Super tired. <laughs> um, well, that dropped off really fast. Well, guys, we are here on another Sunday for another episode of The Bias. Um, and yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do it big, right? Always. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, just a couple things to talk about. Thunder, OU, OSU, and that is it. So, without further ado, I am Taylor Moore. With me today, I've got the less swollen ankle of Hans. Yes. Thun. What's up, dude? Not a lot, man. My ankle's less swollen. Yeah, man. How are you doing, man? I'm getting along yeah. fairly well. That's good. That's good. Um... Well, it's cold outside. I'm going to let you pick. You want to talk about Thunder or you want to talk about OUOSU first? Let's talk football first. Football! Did you watch the game? I did. Awesome. I, being too busy, listened to it on my headphones while working. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Yeah, I was doing a loadout for a show. Uh, so I got to watch like highlights and stuff and I got to watch some plays, but mostly I just listened. So we going to talk about it. The Oklahoma Sooners pull out a very ugly win. Um, so I've got some thoughts on this. First of all, uh, and I was talking to some of Amy's family earlier today at lunch and basically saying, like, I'm not going to hold this game with much weight. Um, kind of similar to, like, Texas. So, like, it's a rivalry game. It's going to be always craziness. It's going to be, you know, both teams are going to come out trying to play their absolute best. Um, and normally, because of how dominant OU has been in this, Normally, OSU kind of comes out with an edge, you know, uh, and just kind of hits early. Um, and, and I mean, that's basically what happened. Um, so, um, yeah, OSU got off to a really early start. And, I mean, so did OU. I mean, it was an offensive shootout, final score 48-47. Um, and it was, uh, it was an intense game, um, you know. You look at the numbers for for Corn Dog on OSU's side of things. Uh, he finished thirty four of fifty three for five hundred and one yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, you see five hundred and one yards and three touchdowns, and you think, "Holy crap!" <laughs> we which made like, him look like an all star. Which, like, okay, like that's incredible. Like five hundred yards, three touchdowns, awesome. But he had to throw the ball fifty three times. Hmm. Fifty three times. He missed twenty throws. Which is a lot. Is a lot. Um, we held their entire team to 139 yards rushing, um, which is really good. We held Justice uh, Hill to 35 yards. That's really good. Um, however, Chuba Hubba, Chuba Hubba got to that. Uh, got to that 108, 104 yards. Um, so, and then we couldn't guard Tylen Wallace and Tyler Johnson to save our lives. I mean, we couldn't guard any receivers. Um, our secondary played like trash all night long. Um, you know, we just, it was just, it was just overall a rough game. Only three sacks 
in the game, two sacks. Yeah. Two sacks in the entire game uh, for OU's defense. That's awful. They got three on Kyler, um, and they lead the league in, in sacks. So, or the nation, not the league. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just a sloppy game defensively for OU. Um, but I've said it once. I said it twice. I think I've said it three times. And I'll say it again. The OU defense steps up when they have to. Mm-hmm. Backs against the wall. Got to make a stop. They get a stop. Um, except against Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this game is really interesting. Uh, so, you know, as I said, kind of a shootout in the first half. Uh, and then, you know, OSU kind of made some adjustments defensively. Kind of shut us down uh, quite a bit more. Uh, fourth quarter, we got rolling again. Um, scored some points. Uh, actually, the third and fourth quarter, we only scored one touchdown each. So, um, not a, not a ton there. <laughs> Luckily, uh, there was a man in orange that is secretly from Norman, uh, and you know bleeds crimson. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Matt Amadole and whatever the frick his last name is, the kicker for OSU, <laughs> uh, missed a pretty easy Choke field artist. goal. And then missed an extremely easy extra point. Uh, extra point. However, uh, both of those, the holder spun the ball wrong. He didn't yeah, get the laces he didn't out. Have the laces. So the dude kicked out. the laces. Yeah. Um, which I'm not like I I punted in high school and in middle school and played soccer as a goalie, so I kicked the ball a lot. Uh, but I'd never kicked the laces of a ball, so I have no idea if that's like a big deal or Changes. not. It sounds like know. it's a huge deal because it everyone's sounds... always like, spin the laces up, spin the laces up. But it sounds and like it shouldn't. It, it feels like it shouldn't. It's but probably one of those little things where it's like, right. yeah, it makes a difference. Right. Maybe it makes the ball like rotate a little bit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so those, t- those four points... Uh, completely costed in the game, and then a failed two-point per- conversion on the last play of the game. Where corn, I mean, honestly, if you look at the the fourth quarter overall, corn dog, corn dogged, <laughs> like bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just started falling off, started overthrowing, underthrowing, uh, and you saw it on that last play of the game or the last play of uh, Oklahoma State's last drive, going for two. They he underthrew, underthrew the receiver, and had had him arguably open. Like it would, it would have had him in a a pretty difficult catch mm-hmm. um, for Ty- for Tylen Wallace, um, but um, if he would have caught it, uh, I still think that potentially um, Trey Brown would have had an opportunity to, to keep him out of the end zone, um, but it would have been a hard hard catch. Mm-hmm. But he completely underthrew it. So um, Kyler Murray finished the game extremely efficient, twenty one of twenty nine. Uh, 349 yards. Um, if Kyler Murray threw the ball 53 times, he'd probably have. he might have a thousand yards. Yeah, <laughs> dude, good lord. Um, one touchdown on the game for him throwing, uh, and, and just one touchdown for him completely. Um, Kennedy Brooks led the team in uh in rushing 15 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. The dude could not be tackled. And, and I don't know if it was as much like incredible hard running as much as like OSU just did not know how to tackle. Like they would wrap him up and just kind of like fall off. Like it's <laughs> as if like 
like y'all hear how tired I am, okay? I spent 42 hours straight working uh, and then had a gig this morning. Not not to say that, but like to feel bad for myself by any means. But to prove a point, I think that's what I would have looked like if I tried to tackle Kenny Brooks. Like this just like super lazy, like I'm in the right spot, but I'm just going to kind of like fall on him and like kind of just fall asleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, it was... I mean, I mean, the entire fourth quarter, I mean, the entire second half, really, Kennedy Brooks just was like, I'm going to run, and then I'm going to move. I mean, it's not even like, like, I was watching this replay on the phone, and or like, I was watching it on the phone, and it, he would run into a defender, and then not even, like, juke or cut right, he would just kind of move right. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even a fast thing. Like, it was yeah. like... Run straight, kind of take a couple steps to the right, and the defender just like fell off. Yeah, and I don't know if Kennedy Brooks is just that much of a man as a true freshman, but the dude just was just kind of like, <laughs> and just kind of fell off. The same thing with Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, sixteen carries, hundred and twenty-four yards, uh, sixty yards is long, two touchdowns. Um, it's kind of starting to look like so, so. The beginning of the season, and you saw us last season a lot. Uh, Rodney Anderson was like the feature back, like he was the back for OU. Um, and then Trey Sermon was the fourth quarterback. Like mm-hmm. he came in and took most of the quarter of the fourth back because when you have, you know, you have Rodney Anderson for three quarters, uh, and Trey Sermon kind of sprinkled in there. Like by time that Trey Sermon got in there fully in the fourth quarter, he was fresh. Like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then you're going against a defense that's like, we've been getting hit all night long, and now you're going to bring out a fresh 235-pound running back at me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, And so with him going down, we kind of needed that next person up to step up. Not necessarily, I mean, into Rodney Anderson's role, yes, but more than that, into Trey Sermon's role. Um, cause Trey Sermon's now the feature back. He, he is RB one, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's getting more carries. He's getting most of the carries. Um, but Kennedy Brooks has now stepped up, um, where we kind of thought Marcellus Sutton would be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kennedy Brooks has stepped up and now kind of taken that fourth quarter, second half bulk, um, fresh legs, uh, against a, a, a tired defense. So, um, it's been really, really fun to watch that. And I'm really, really glad that uh, that has happened the way it is. But here's what's crazy. Trey Sermon and Kenny Brooks, the only two healthy running backs on our roster. I know. <laughs> Marcellus is out right now, and TJ Pledger is out right now, too. Um, so it's it's them or no one. Yeah. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb about to be <laughs> running the ball. Um, but, yeah, so uh, a great game uh, from both of them. Averaged over seven yards. Uh, Kennedy averaged 11 Trey Sermon averaged seven. Uh, Kyler Murray ran fourteen times for sixty-six yards, um, which is which is good. It's really good. Total we ran for three hundred and fifty-three. We ran for more than we threw, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown had a heck of a day. Eight eight receptions, one hundred and forty-two yards, one touchdown. Ceedee Lamb three for fifty-two. Uh, Mir two for forty-five. Lee Morris two for thirty-three, and blah 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 blah. Um. So yeah, it was uh it was quite great. Kenneth Murray led the team in tackles with eleven. Um Curtis Bolton right behind him with eight. Um and overall, I mean, Kenneth Murray, Curtis Bolton, Caleb Kelly, uh, Neville Gavilmore, um, Bookie in some p- cases, 
Rodney Perkins, Kenneth Mann, they all played really, really good. I think, you know, I was I was talking at the lunch table today, talking about how um, it just kind of seems like um, the OU defense is, like, incredibly talented at each position. Like, mm-hmm. The defensive line, each individual player is incredibly talented. Each linebacker is incredibly talented. Like Kenneth Murray, Curtis Bolton, Caleb Kelly, and uh, what's this, Ronnie Perkins, uh, Mark Jackson Jr. Like that is a stacked um, linebacker group. Um, you know, our defensive line, um, Kenneth Mann, uh, Neville Gavilmore, um, Armani Bledsoe, um, that's a that's a uh, our overtime. That's a pretty freaking stacked uh, defensive lineman individually. Yeah. Um, and then our safeties and stuff like that. You know, Buki's playing really really well uh, for a freshman. Jordan Parker's playing okay. Uh, what's that dude's name? Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Robert Barnes is playing really really well. Um, Trey Brown's playing. I think our best corner right now. I know Parnell has more of the big plays with, um, you know, deflections and. Uh, interceptions, but I think Trey Brown's more consistently aggressive in the corner mm-hmm. game than than Trey Nor or than uh, Parnell Motley. But you know, Trey Brown, Parnell Motley, Trey uh, Norwood, um, they could be something mm-hmm. next year. And, and the th- the point that I was trying to make is, we have all these really, 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 really good individual talents, but can they come together and gel as a team? Yeah. You know. Can they make plays as a team? Um, I think individually, this is one of the more talented teams on defense we've had in a long time. But for whatever reason, we just cannot come together um, and play well as a unit. So um, I don't know if they're preaching individual assignments a ton in in practice and stuff like that, or if you know what it is. But um, you know, I think we got to come together and and play defense as eleven instead of one. <laughs> It's like they just kind of. It's like he wrote eleven on the board one day, and it just kind of got smudged, and it was one. Oh, and they yeah. were like, "We're supposed to play as one." And that makes sense. <laughs> that, was, that was a really dumb example. I'm really tired. <laughs> um, OSU's defense played like complete trash in the first half, um, and then like kind of like sparkly trash in the second half. Yeah, uh, they played decent against it's the like OU they defense. They had glimpses here. Yeah, there. yeah. So. Um, they got to the quarterback more than I wanted them to. That Oklahoma offensive line is one of the best in the in the country. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's been struggling uh, just in this last game. Like that's it. Um, so is what it is though. Is what it is. And you know people are gonna be like, oh, you you beat un unranked Oklahoma State to just one point, like on a failed two point conversion. Like you didn't even play good defense. Like shut your freaking mouth. You shut up. <laughs> this is a rivalry game, okay? It's a rivalry game. Like, Stuff happens. It's always going to be crazy. Emotions yeah. are high. Chips are on shoulders, you know? And OSU plays extremely good in Norman for some reason. Oh, they always do. Which is so weird. Like, uh, freaking some dude that I was working with, yeah, Nate. If, Nate, somehow you're listening to this, props to you. He told me of the... uh. Of the 18 games in Norman, um, oh, of of 18 wins from OSU, 11 of them have been in Norman. Wow. Which is intense. So OSU wins more in Norman than they do in OSU. 
that's that's Um, interesting yeah it's very interesting so everyone's saying like i mean there are a lot of people doubting oklahoma right now um with with the defensive struggles you know not even being able to beat west virginia all this stuff that's coming out um here's the thing like and and this is my message to the committee again (laughs) if somehow you're listening to this um we yeah Oh, you struggles on defense for sure, right? Um, and and hopefully it's going to get better. And I think it has gotten better. Um, I just think this is kind of a fluke game. Um, but um, yeah, our defense struggles, but they do step up when they need to. And as much credit as you give to defenses, you need to give more credit to the offenses. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama. Okay, yeah, they have a great defense. And honestly, like they have a great offense, I guess. Um, I mean, they haven't really played. I mean, they're not sorry. They have a great defense, I guess. But they have who have they played that scores a lot of points? LSU is their biggest test yet, and LSU averages nine to twelve points per game. Like, what? And like, is Georgia going to be your best offensive threat this year yeah. against that that Alabama defense? Like, I just don't see it. Like, I don't see how you can say that Alabama's defense is so much better than everyone. Like, put Alabama in the Big 12. What's their record? Like, that's what that's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see an SEC team play the Big 12, play eight Big 12 games. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the few times that, you've, that, uh, that uh, Alabama's played, or even SEC team has played a Big 12 team? They lose. Okay. I think Alabama and Oklahoma themselves have played like five times together. OU's four and one. Yeah. Like, as much crap that you say about Big 12's defenses, you got to give it up for the Big 12 offenses. Yeah. Okay. Um, and as much as you give up for the SEC defense, remember that Oklahoma put up almost 50 points on Georgia last year. Yeah. And we're going to do it again this year. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I can understand the case for Alabama. You know, stat-wise, their defense is unstoppable. Stat-wise, their offense is unstoppable. Um, however, on the other side of things, you've got Michigan in the top four, right? And they have a terrible offense. Like, it is not good at all, mm-hmm. but they have a great defense. Um, so when they go against, you know, if we played them in the playoffs, you know, less of a threat for us defensively. We could maybe stop that. Yeah. And we could, pro- I mean, there's no defense in the nation that's going to stop OU's defense. There's, yeah. Whoever not, not we play, we're going to put up points. Right. We're going to put 50 on you no matter who you are. We'll yeah. put 50 on Alabama. Easy. Easy. I mean, oh my gosh, easy. But how much did we put up on them when we beat them last time? A lot. Like yeah. a lot of points. Yeah. A ton of points. Yeah. Um... I don't know the exact number, but a, a lot. Um, and then Notre Dame. Uh, I, if I'm the committee, absolutely no way does Notre Dame get to the playoffs. I'm playing here's the, yeah. Here, that's the situation. So I'm yes. looking at their their schedule, and you're like, oh, well they play you know uh, Virginia Tech, and they play you know Syracuse, and da da da. They play four crappy, or four decent, Power Five teams. In one year. Four. <laughs> That's it. And they play eight or seven non-ranked, non-Power 5 teams. Like, what 
is that? Like that's that's you can't put that in the the playoffs. Boo boo. And the way they're winning, they're not like destroying these teams. Yeah. You know, like every other every other team in the top twenty five that's a power five team, of course, are playing eight conference power five teams. Eight. That's eight high level competition games. Um, and then some of them are playing high level. You know, look at like OU schedule. Eight Power Five teams, right? Yeah. And then FAU, one of the top ranked offenses of, in the year of the you know, what you call it, um, in the nation. Sorry, UCLA. That's another Power Five team, right? Pac twelve. Yeah. Um, Army. You know, they're a solid team. Uh, who else do we play? We played a garbage team this year. And then one garbage team. Yeah. Okay. And we still got to play West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got a schedule. We have some schedule in front of us. Um, and so I, I just I just don't I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand the idea. And then, you know, Alabama, yeah, they play eight SEC teams uh, or seven or whatever. But they play freaking four just, I mean, complete trash teams. Complete mm-hmm. trash teams. It's it's stupid. It, it's dumbfounding. Um, anyway, so if they're going to put that much effort on the defensive side of things, they have to mirror it with offense. Like, if you're going to put someone in the playoffs, you know, obviously, like, record goes into it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at a, you know, a 10-1 and Oklahoma by the end of the season, right? Uh, Big 12 champions. And you're looking at, you know, let's say Alabama wins out SEC champions. Okay, obviously they're in. Clemson's in. Um, Michigan, if they went out, is in. Are you going to put Notre Dame over Al- Oklahoma just because they're undefeated, or are you going to put the number one offense? If you're going to put the number one defense in the pl- uh, playoffs, then you should put the number one offense. Yeah. Like that only makes sense. Like why are you valuing one over the other? Like as much as defense, I mean defense is a huge issue, a huge issue. Okay, I understand that completely. And I believe that defenses do win championships. Obviously, defense wins games. What happened last night? Defense won the game. You know? I mean, our offense put up points, but it came down to the defense of making one play, making two plays, making three plays. And so I get it. Like, it makes complete sense to me. But at the same time, you have to value the offense. You have to. Put the number one offense in the playoffs. Let them play these defenses that don't play anyone. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Also, I think Michigan's going to lose to Ohio State and bounce out, and then we'll be number five automatically. And then then Alabama's going to beat Georgia, then bounce out, uh, and then it'll be Alabama, uh, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Alabama, first round, Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma plays Clemson in the national championship, boom, win. Actually, well, I think we'd probably lose to Clemson, but it's okay. <laughs> no, um, no, Clemson doesn't play anybody either. I think, we, ACC I think we have a better chance of beating... Uh, I think we match up better against Alabama than we do Clemson. Yeah. That's my hot take for the day. All right. You got any closing thoughts about football? No. All right. Thunder, they played last night. They lost. Moving on. Um, so this game was super frustrating. Um, it, it was just a poor game. It was just a, it was just a terrible game. We shot 40% from the field. 26 from three. Yeah. Uh, we turned the ball over 16 times. Uh, we out reading about them by 10. But listen to this. 26 offensive rebounds. 25 defensive rebounds. <laughs> what is that stat? 
<laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's so stupid. So stupid. Um, Jeremy Grant, 13 points, 4 of 6 shooting. He was a bright spot. Paul George, 28 for 21. Not terrible. Uh, Steven Adams, 20 points. Boom, boom. Um, 13 rebounds. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, 19 points, 8 of 21 shooting. Not terrible, not great. Terrence Ferguson, awful. 2 points, <laughs> 1 of 7. Patty no. Cakes off the bench, 5 points. Nerlens Noel, 2 points. Nerlens Noel did not play good yesterday. No. At all. And it was against his former team. Uh, Ray Felton continues to be completely and utterly, utterly terrible. Shooting 3 for 12. I'm going to stop there. 3 for 12. I'm going to get Okay, now I'm going to continue. Um, shot 39%, 61% from the free throw line. It was awful. On the other side of things, Luka Donick led the Mavs with 22-6-8. and eight. Uh, Dennis Smith had 10. Uh, J.J. Barrera coming off the bench. For whatever reason, decided, oh my God, That's what that was loud. Um, Jorge Barrera. <laughs> Jorge uh, Jorge Brecheach, uh had 21 points. Um, he, man, I just don't understand. Like, he's not that good. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a defensive thing yesterday, and we got to make shots. Like, if we're getting 24 offensive rebounds, we better miss 24 shots. <laughs> or 25, whatever the stat was. Uh, 26 offensive rebounds, 27 defensive rebounds. Like, if we're going to miss... How many shots did we miss? 60-something? We need to get more of those offensive rebounds. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I just, I don't, man, like, 26 offensive rebounds, and we lost. And that's a lot of offensive rebounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> 27 yes. defensive rebounds. They had 34. My Lance and only Lance. four offensive rebounds. I'm so confused by this. And how did we not convert these second-chance points? Like... Dude, because we can't Adams shoot. should have had a billion points. <sighs> it's rough, man. Yeah. It's rough. And Schroeder wasn't very good, um, wasn't very efficient. Ray Felton is killing us, dude. Ben I would think to... about running Alex at the one. You know? Or tell Ray, stop shooting. He don't have it this year. He can pass. He can shoot, like, twice. I think father time is setting in. No kidding. You know. No timetable on Thunder's uh, Russell Westbrook for a return. Man, that just that makes me so mad. Um, I would think it's got to be this week, though. Yeah, that sprain didn't look too pretty. But he's been walking around without a limp, jumping around on the sidelines. Like, I think... I think it's I think he, and like every all the coaching staff is saying that he's like he's pretty good. He's just not quite there. Yeah. I mean it's different though when you get out and start playing, start cutting, moving right. side oh, to side. Yeah. Side oh, to yeah. side is a whole different deal. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then But it's it's down. nice to see that he's not like Yeah, he's just not like just right. like in a crutch. Done for, yeah. Yeah. Um so the Thunder play tomorrow. They have the Suns at home. That um should be that should be a dubs. Um should be, should be. Um, although this should have been a dub, but that's okay. Uh, then we continue our easy uh, schedule after that. The standings right now in the Western Conference, we dropped down to seven, actually tied for six with that loss. Um, if we would have won that game, we would have been third. Um, Denver may, may be starting to slip. 
Um, they have lost three in a row. Hmm. Um, and Portland has won four in a row. So that's great. Um, so Golden State, Portland, Denver, San Antonio, Memphis. What? How is Memphis, Memphis. fifth? <laughs> oh, heck? Man. Clippers, OKC, Sacramento. Lakers are 10th. I love that. Oh, my God. It makes me so happy. I love that. I won't see LeBron in the finals for, like, the first time in my life. Yes. I hope they don't make the playoffs. They will. But. (laughs) Dude, I don't. I mean, I don't know if they do. I think they're a 500 team. I just just can't see Sacramento. You want to make. You you know what makes me more happy? The Houston Rockets are number 12. 12! Yes! Yes! I love it. I love it so much. Um, anyway. Um, interesting news. I don't know if you've heard about this yet. Um, Carmelo Anthony sat out a game because of quote-unquote illness. And then Houston Rockets and Carmelo began talks about how what they see in each other's future. With him on the team. And then reports come out literally seven seconds ago when I read that tweet that uh, they have informed him that he is being, he will no longer be on the Houston Rockets. And then it gets worse. <laughs> um, the players apparently have been told that Carmelo has played his last game for the Rockets. That's crazy. In the span of a season and a, and a little bit, That's... he has gone from an all-star, crazy, amazing player to signing a minimum deal, coming off the bench, and now potentially either getting traded or waived. That's so sad. I mean, what's the trade market for him right now? I'm telling you what right now. The Warriors, no. Portland, no. Denver, actually, Portland kind of makes sense. Denver, no. San Antonio, no. Memphis, no. L.A., Clippers, no. OKC, yeah, probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no. Sacramento, nah. I mean, who's going to who's gonna trade for him? I mean, he's cheap. Phoenix. I think Phoenix is the only team that would trade for him. They might. They might. Just to get some veteran player, get some veteran presence in there, teach them little kids how to play basketball again. Yeah. Unless he goes back to the East, where it's weaker and easier. He <laughs> Go back, back to, to Atlanta. <laughs> Go back to Atlanta since he had since he's a he was a hawk for for <laughs> for five days. He needs to go to Cleveland. Fill the oh my gosh, a three way trade. Okay, are you ready? Corver here. Corver to OKC. <laughs> OKC sends something to Houston, and he goes to Cleveland. There you go. Um, jeez, man, I would love to have Kyle Corver on this team. Um, all right, so we play uh, Phoenix tomorrow. The the two and ten Phoenix. That's rough. Two and ten. Two and ten. That's a long season. Sheesh. Are they gonna win games? No. Uh, one of their wins is against the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> that was when we were had Oh our my gosh! And that was without Devin Booker. Is Devin Booker back? I feel like he's. Um, yeah, I think he's back. Let's see. Let's look at this injury. Yeah, he's back. Okay. All right. Well, OKC okay, are favorites tomorrow by uh, uh, OKC. Okay.
Okay, well, the, the Pick'em's not on there. But they're 86% favorites uh, based on ESPN. So I think the Pick Center had them a 1.5 favorite, which seems low, but whatever. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts, man? Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. All right, guys. That'll do it for this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BiasedOKC. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Connect. Hang out. Chill at TaylorMoreOKC. Boom. That's Hans Yeah.